Australia's greatest uh, winter sports person yep. is going to join us. She represented Australia at five Winter Olympic Games. Extraordinary career. And we say thanks to Channel 7 and thanks to Jackie Cooper for joining us. Oh, well, it's an absolute pleasure. And the introduction was pretty bloody great too. Oh, he wanted to keep going, Jackie. Yeah, Don't I worry. Could, I could have kept going for about half an hour, but let's, uh, no, let's for the, just... For the seven and a half minutes, that could be the intro. <laughs> could have. It could have. Good of, and we would have just round out the the nineties. Um, tell us, uh, what are you enjoying at the minute at the Winter Olympics? Oh, look, I'm loving all of it. Um, do you know what I'm really loving is that you can just see it whenever you want and how much you want. No, but you think about back in the day when I was competing, it was just a little bit of Winter Olympics at night, and it was one or two sports where we felt like we had the best medal chances. So it was quite limited. And now with all of the different platforms. You know, Channel 7 has it going nearly all day, and then they've got the, the 7 Plus. You know, they've got that. There's apps, there's Twitter, there's everything. So I really feel like that the Winter Olympics are going to reach more people in Australia more than ever, which means the greater the exposure, the more inspiration. So I'm hoping that we'll just get a lot of kids and a lot of parents wanting to get their kids involved in winter sports. That's what I'm loving, the inspiration. Now, Jackie, it was here, and uh, if we want inspiration, we only have to go through your bio. You not only had to come back from injury after injury, but you were successful. It seems like half of your career was injury and half was success. We had a, just taken away a few injuries. You probably would have done a lot better. What are you, uh, what are you doing with the Olympics at the moment? Are you commentating? Uh, yes, I'm doing some commentary for the Seven Network, so different type of stuff. So I um, was hosting or co-hosting uh, the opening ceremony, which was fun but a lot of work. You know, 91 countries, you've got to brush yourself up on some Olymp- Olympic statistics, population, where they're from, what they're known for. And, um, yeah, that's, that's a lot of work. So I was glad when the opening ceremony was over. And now I'm just easing into watching a lot of the games because not only am I doing some commentary for the aerials, which obviously, you know, that's where my passion lies. Yes. I'm, on a, I'm on a nightly show on a Friday and Saturday night with Andy, Ma and Andrew Gaze. We like getting so the word in for the tr- comedy show. <laughs> Well, no, I don't think it's a comedy show. It's sort of... Well, yeah, well you never know with those guys, yeah. right? But it will be a look back at what happened in the week, what we're going to look forward to. Awesome. Some really interesting interviews. We're going to have some really great international guests that have been super huge in the Olympics. So I'm gathering it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and that'll be for two hours starting Friday at, 7, uh, Friday at 8.30 and Saturday at 8.30 and the following week as well. Just all the aerials and then the closing ceremony. So to sort of wrap it up in a neat bow and call it Beijing. So it's great. Very busy. Now, we we were trying to work out, we know the Summer Olympics have have their glamour events, the 100 metre sprint, the 50 metre swimming. What what are the glamour events at the Winter Olympics, if if there are any? Because I think they all are. Look, the IOC consider the long program for the figure skating the glamour event. Yep. And probably the ice hockey gold medal round for men's ice hockey, just because they're just talking about viewers, you know, so not about whether it's male or female, but generally speaking, that's a massive event that um, is viewed globally. Uh, every four years and people look forward to that and the figure skating and it all really did start with the drama of 
Tonya Harding and mm. Nancy Kerrigan can remember that in 1994. Yep. And the popularity of figure skating, believe it or not, just boomed after those guys had that scratch fight, you know, two weeks beforehand. <laughs> scratch so fight. <laughs> that is, that's the blue ribbon for the IOC, but I think the blue ribbon for us, for Australia, really is any event how Aussies line up in. Yeah, absolutely. How cool is that? Yeah. You know, I, I got the kids into it. They're excited. They're trying to, you know, move balls around in the backyard, trying to have a bit of a crack. My kids were inspired by Chikara Anthony, so I think Women's Moguls is a blue ribbon event now. I even dragged my kids out of bed to watch the um, medal ceremony. Looking at Hock at night, I woke them up and said, come on, wake Good up, on. be inspired. Yeah. Great yeah. no, we're trying. We're trying our best here to inspire uh, new beginnings and getting on and watching, especially these glamour events. For me, it's 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 hard to tell like how steep yeah. these these hills are, but everything seems to be downhill, fast, and dangerous. And everyone, not only unlike yourself, has some sort of uh, injury they've come back from and some sort of inspiring story. Well, you know what you think about winter sports and. Nearly, nearly every single winter sport there is an element of absolute danger and risk. There really is, mm. except for curling, I think. Yeah. Right. But well, yeah, you get a splinter maybe if you use the wrong brush. Yeah, yeah, well, there you go. You could slip over. But, <laughs> you know, in alpine skiing, there's a bunch of disciplines there, all scary, all risky. You put the snowboard events, same thing. Sliding events, the luge, bobsled. Monobob, skeleton, very scary as well. Figure skating, even in the pairs, if your if your partner dropped you. The short track, I mean, Stephen Bradbury had yeah. so many injuries there too. The freestyle events, the big air, all of them. I mean, it is oh, it's a bit mm. scary. So it's just, it, I think it takes a certain type, and you've just got to have that sort of love hate relationship with fear, really, to do it. And then you sort of miss it when you do get injured, and that's why, like me and so many others, they just keep going back to doing it because become a bit of an adrenaline junkie. I was going to say, there have to be some sort of a, a, adrenaline with it. I watched the Super G, the men's Super G, I think it was yesterday, and heard the commentary that they don't actually get a pre-run down. They get a little look at it, but they don't get a run down, and their first run is for the gold. Yes, that's right. They sideslip the course. So they can view it a couple of times. They might open it like for a couple of hours beforehand, not out on the course, and so you view it from um, sliding down the side of it. And it's basically memory as well. So imagine trying to make those decisions on left, right, left, right, and where it's going to go in the undulating turns and the, and the sharp bends. <laughs> It really is. That's, that's a different skill there, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and they, they some little jumping blind and then moving into a turn. Uh, incredible sort of physique and um, strength and power in the legs to be able to obviously do that. Um, you, touched on, you, you touched on Stephen Bradbury and his injuries. We're going to talk to him, hopefully, in a couple of weeks. But just sort of behind the scenes, have you spoken to him and maybe discuss that how he feels actually feels about that iconic moment. I mean, uh, I know Steve well. Yes. We go back so far. We were on the Olympic team together in 1994 when he won a 
short track relay bronze medal, the first ever Winter Olympic medal. He was in that relay. Mm-hmm. Not many people know that about him, but he already won a medal before he even got to Salt Lake. But yeah, as a team, oh, was he world champ? Was he world champ before the Olympic? Yes, yeah, and yeah, he was a yeah. world champion. So people all the time talk about this guy that you know turned up, maybe shouldn't have, couldn't have been there, but uh, that is so far from right. World champion, already Olympic medalist. He was so great and yes he was coming towards the end of his career but the greatness wasn't gone and a lot of that is it's a lot of it is strategy too so he had a plan that night and his plan went to plan and everybody else's <laughs> didn't like apollo anton ono he's a, i think he's a eight time olympic medalist yep. in short track he's god in america yep. um yeah and that night was obviously very special uh, but, you know, we go a long way back, and he's just such a good knockabout bloke, Steve-O. Yes. Oh, I can't wait to chat. Oh, yeah, he doesn't take himself too seriously, but when he feels like people aren't giving him the respect for the performance that night, look, I reckon he'd get a bit narky. He probably mm. wouldn't say so because he's that no. type of guy, but really, if people knew his history and delved a little bit further than just Salt Lake, they would see that this guy was, was an absolute champion. He was a... Um, a hot shot. He was in the final anyway. You know, the top five yep. at that point, moving through to the final. And he just had the right strategy. But mm. poor Brendan Corey, did you see our own Australian the other day in the same event, Stephen Bradbury, where it worked for him? Brendan was taken out yeah. of the last corner and failed to qualify oh. in the final. Exactly <laughs> the same corner as like what happened with Steve Although Sometimes it can go your way and sometimes it doesn't. But at the end of the day, that's just sport. We've still there's there's been some um, controversy these games. There was a new new event for the ladies. Uh, are they all wearing the wrong uniform? I haven't seen what. <laughs> Apparently, they were wearing yeah, the wrong I thought I wrong something outfit like and um, all disqualified. No, well, obviously you've been watching more of it than I have. No, 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 no. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll back you and say that I probably just made that up, but I don't think I did. <laughs> just but I, I'll get onto that later and have a bit of a look because yeah. that would be. Unusual. Yes. Just uh, want to get your thoughts on Scotty James. Um, he went down flawlessly uh, earlier this afternoon. Well, his first run, not so flawless. Yeah. Had everyone a little bit worried. Um, but given that he's quite the competitor, he, he, you know, nailed it in his second run. But for me, I'd be like, oh, you know, you're leaving a little bit a little bit too late. Same with Sean White. Sean White needed that second run. He had to put it together all on that second run. Same with Scotty. But they're just professionals, aren't they? Yeah. It was almost like they were using the first run as a bit of a teaser to the other blokes. And they went out there and they put the jets on and off they went. Oh, well, well, he's an extra. He's, he's another one that he's we'd love chance, to catch Bruce. up with. Yeah, he's a chance. He's a local lad. He's a gold yeah, medal chance. Get him on. When, when, when he's back from... Um, Overseas, he's been living overseas for about a year and a half. Right. When COVID hit, he decided to base himself in Switzerland. Yeah, smart. Half your I know, <laughs> I know. And he's marrying a billionaire's daughter. Yeah. He's day owner. Yeah, doing it he's, tough. He's, Some people do it tough sometimes, Jackie. <laughs> yeah, his his um, fiance's father owns a Formula One um, car racing team. Oh, so wow. wow. Okay. Yeah, so he's got lots to do on the weekends. He's probably pretty busy. <laughs> yeah, now, J- Jackie, being that you are our best female winter sports person, have, have, I'm interested sort of 
financially. I know it's not everything, but have you been able to set yourself up from your career and and do you, have you got the chalet up up the hills that you go to and? Well, it's interesting that you talk about that. I was thinking about this and thought that maybe that Gazy and um, Mari and I should talk about it on the tally, talking about sort of what's next for athletes once they yeah. retire, because already hear about some of the Australians announcing their retirement, and there's been some posts on the Instagram saying, from the Olympic Committee, thank you for doing a country proud, but I really hope that that isn't sort of the last message that they get from the mm. National Federation or the Olympic Committee. It has happened in the past where the minute you're done, you sort of moved out of the stable and, you know, someone else comes in. Re- retirement and transition is a very tricky time yeah. for an athlete, particularly after the Olympics, if it didn't go the way you had hoped. I was really fortunate towards the end of my career that I had ideas about what I wanted to do. I was inspired and excited about what was next. I had an awesome sponsorship from Latrobe Financial at the time. Mm. And listen to this. This is... This just this doesn't happen. I was sponsored. Normally when you're competing, you have heaps of sponsors. And the minute that you're finished, those sponsors disappear because they see that there's no value in you as that sports person anymore and they move on. Mm-hmm. The boss of Latrobe Financial, Greg O'Neill, he rang me the moment I touched down from Vancouver and said, Mate when you're ready, I've got a job for you. And I thought, mm. what a job? And I'm thinking, I don't know too much about the financial space or anything. He said, no, 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 I want to give you a job, an opportunity with the company we've been sponsoring you. You don't have to worry about anything. We just want you to come in and inspire the staff and just be you. Yeah, we think you're more valuable back in Australia. Yeah, I think a lot of our respected and and great sports people that we admire from the past, I think they missed out on a lot through that not being sponsored. I actually sort of, I think I brought it up the other week about some retrospective sponsorship money sort of heading that way because you're still inspiring people. That's the thing. You're still giving back and your, your stats and your career show that. So. Yeah, that's, that's, that's why I, I'm still with Latrobe all these years on since 2006. Well, that's really nice. Good job. Yep. It, it, no, it's, it's fabulous though and um, He's a great guy and he's, he's done the right thing by me, but he didn't have to either. And I would have understood that because the norm was that when you retire, you sort of lose that, um, I guess, that gloss of being an athlete, but he didn't care. No. And so I've thought about some of the athletes that are going to retire and hope that they do have a support around them, that they do have a plan moving forward and that there is a system where they can be managed beyond the ski suit, which wasn't really there for me when I retired. And that's why I was so grateful to um, Latrobe Financial and Greg O'Neill for saying, you're right, you know what, we're going to throw you a life ring, we got you. And that's all you need, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm actually glad that uh, you told us that and brought that up, but uh, it's well-deserved for sure. Oh, I'm grateful. (laughs) Very good. Hey, Jackie, we've got to keep moving, but it's been great to chat. Absolutely, Uh, thank you. Thanks to Channel 7 again for letting us have you. for a chat, um, but uh, yeah, hopefully um, your show with Andy Marr and Andrew Gaze uh, should be great on Saturday. Well, it's called the Summer Chill, so watch it Friday and Saturday this weekend and then Friday and Saturday the next weekend. If you can't get onto Scotty James for an interview, call me back and I'll wrap <laughs> up the Olympics for you at the end of next week. Oh, you certainly awesome. will. That, you, you can do that. That'd Absolutely. be great. It'd be an honour for us. <laughs> Okay. Thanks, <laughs> thanks Jackie. Thanks, Appreciate Jackie. it. Jackie Cooper there, um, former uh, five-time Winter Olympian and uh, just a record that you just can't jump over. It's incredible.